Welcome to Away From The Keyboard. We give you a glimpse into the lives, interests, and tech behind today's technologists. Please join our hosts, Cecil Phillip and Richie Rump, as we get away from the keyboard. Welcome to Away From The Keyboard, where technologists tell their stories of how they started, how they grew, how they learned, and how they unwind. My name's Richie Rump, and with me I have Cecil Phillip. How are you doing today, Cecil? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing today, Richie? Really, really good. You know, we finally got here. This was a long road for us to get away from the keyboard started, but this is episode one. Uh, we're here. I'm thrilled. Um, me too. And I'm really excited about uh, the guests we have today. Why don't you tell the people who we have uh, coming in to, to talk to us? Well, today we have uh, Rachel uh, Appel and Rachel Terman, and uh, I'm really excited about this episode. I think these two together make a phenomenal panel. And uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about each of our guests? Sure. So we really had some very interesting conversations with these guys. So a little bit about Rachel Appel. And I got to make sure that I pronounce her name correctly because I don't want to get into any trouble with Rachel. Yeah. Yeah, she'll hurt you. Yeah, exactly. Um, But Rachel Appel is a 20-year software engineer, author, mentor, and speaker. Rachel currently works as an independent consultant following a tenure at Microsoft. However, she still works closely with Microsoft as an ASP insider and IE user agent. I have no idea what an IE user agent is, but I'm sure it's very important. Yeah, it's impressive. Yeah, exactly. You could read Rachel's monthly Modern Apps column for MSDN Magazine or her blog about software development at rachelappel.com. Catch her speaking atop conferences such as VS Live, Dev Connections, DevLink, and NetConf UI. Her expertise is in web development on the Microsoft stack, including ASP.NET MVC, WebForms, SignalR, C-Sharp, HTML, CSS, JavaScript, and TypeScript. I wish I had all that. Right? That's a lot of stuff, man. She definitely knows what she's doing. Yep. But Rachel also deals with data as a DBA and a data scientist. So she's got, she's got the dev side, she's got the data side, she's got a little bit of everything. She's got it all. And also, our next guest that we also have speaking to us today is Rachel Turman. So Rachel's the Director of Operations for Sherman Feathers. Previously, she was Vice President of Product and Development at XEQ Information Solutions, where she specialized in SharePoint, Office 365, C-Sharp, and VB.net. Rachel is an active member of the South Florida development community and helps organize events such as the South Florida Code Camp and .NET Miami. She is also the founder of Tech Night at the Ballpark a networking event for the South Florida technical community held at Marlins Park in August. For more information about Tech Night at the Ballpark, you can go to com. Yeah, I love Tech Night at the Ballpark. I think it's a fantastic event. Yeah, it's really awesome to get everybody from the community together, you know, to go out and enjoy a baseball game, you know, have good conversation. And, you know, you know, you can bring, their, bring your families and, you know, again, just, just overall have a good time. Yeah, for, for those who've never attended Tech Night or even heard of Tech Night to Ballpark, Tech Night to Ballpark is an event where it's held at Marlins Stadium every August, and technical folks from all around the IT community around South Florida come and have a networking event. They have a special area just roped off for this event, and it's very low cost. I mean, I think last year was less than 15 bucks to get in the door. You had a couple of adult drink tickets and uh, all your appetizers were there. And after all the networking was done, and we all went and sat in the same section and watched a ball game together. It was a fantastic, a fantastic event. 
you know, and it's also a really good family event. You know, I know I bring my family, you know, Rishi, you bring yours. Um, and, you know, we all just get together and just have a good time, you know. So I think that's fantastic. So, you know, definitely bring your friends, your family. You know, if you got friends from out of town, bring them over too. And, you know, we can all just get together and hang out. Yeah. So I want to publicly thank Rachel for putting that one on together. Um, it was her uh, her baby. She, she, bring, she brought to fruition. And there's so many folks uh, really enjoy that event. So thanks, Rachel, for doing that. So this episode was recorded on February 7th, 2015 at the South Florida Code Camp. We are live in the speaker room. So for those of you who have never been in a speaker room at a conference like uh, South Florida Code Camp, there's a lot of energy there. There's a lot of people that are in there. So what you're going to hear is some people in the background. They're going to be chatting. You're going to hear doors slamming, coming, people coming in and out. You're going to hear some tapping on the desk. You're, you're going to hear some giggles. And so... Uh, we wanted to bring that experience to you. We wanted to bring you into the speaker room with us and to give you that experience of what it's like to be in a speaker room and what conversations are you going to have. And so this is first of a series of uh, episodes where we're going to take you into a speaker room and we're going to show you what it's like. Yeah, and so Richie and I actually had the opportunity to speak at South Florida Code Camp. Um, we've actually been speaking there for a little while. Um, I think, Richie, you've been speaking there a little bit longer than I have. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's definitely a generally a very good technical event um, here down here in the South Florida community. It's usually held in February. You know, tons of developers coming down from, you know, different parts of the country, different parts of the state. Um, and a lot of good content there. Um, so definitely in the room, you'd hear a lot of, conv- a little bit of conversation in the back. You know, you hear Jonas in the back screaming stuff as, as we record. Um, yep. But, you know, <laughs> you know, it's all in good fun. Yep. So uh, without further ado, here's uh, episode one, Away From The Keyboard, Between Two Rachels. And now, Away From The Keyboard's feature conversation. Like that's perfect. Cecil does have good ideas all the time. That's, he, that's all, actually all you do is have, have good ideas, good ideas right all the here. time. That's it's all certainly you do. not me. I just need people to do them sometimes, but I usually have pretty good ideas. Yes. Oh, all right. So I should join in then? Yeah. Okay. Who are we talking to? Oh, um, I don't know. Are we really live? Yeah. Okay. So this is very relaxed. Very this is how it works. I mean, okay. Like See, he's, he's and, now, recording and, 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 and now and now you're just clammed up. Now she's and this is amazing. He said, he said we're live. <laughs> so we're live, and then all of a sudden, whoa, boom! I know how to put the kibosh on Rachel now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. You're gonna have to be specific because you're talking to two Rachels. Yeah, I, yeah. That's true. That's true. A and T. It's not. It's not the Rachili, right? Am I, did I get that right? The Rachai. The Rachai, right? Because it's bad Latin pluralization, right? Because that's not like. It's not the plural. That's why we say it that way. We are planning on buying our own island with another two Rachels. So if you play your cards right, oh. you can have an See, invitation. I thought there was just three. No, no, we've, no, we've no added there's more. two additional ones. Wow. Uh-huh. There's so, four of us. So who are the other two Rachels? There's got, Rachel. there, there's got to be a book or something that I could read about this. <laughs> it's me. There's Rachel Holly, Rachel Thurman, Rachel Reese. There you go. Rachel Reese. I've heard about Rachel Reese. Is she the F-sharp Rachel Reese? Yeah, ah, there you go. See, I know my Rachels. Dang. <laughs> I know my Rachels. Dang. And we, and, and we all spell our name the right way, Don't. too. That is the no, most important. It's kind of funny. Like, all of us spell it the same way. Well, there's, a, there's a wrong way to spell Rachel? I thought there was there's one like way. There's like 10 wrong Any, ways to spell it. Anything, anything that is not the way we spell it. E-L is, is wrong. wrong. Wow. Okay. <laughs> it is. You know, so I know true. one thing that I do. Because A-E-L is like, Exactly. It just sounds bad. No offense to the other Rachels whose or name is totally wrong. Don't worry, they've already turned off. I don't they, care. They, they, they turned this thing off. It's done. <laughs> That's funny. 
I know one thing I always do. I always pronounce your name the wrong way. I think, at least I think I pronounce it the wrong way. But I always say Rachel Apple. That's fine. It's technically it's Appel, but I go by Apple a lot. So do you? Because it was fun so being fancy. the Apple at Microsoft was kind of being was hysterical. <laughs> I, I would go to conferences with like tech ed with the Microsoft badge and say Rachel Appel, and people would actually come up and go, "Oh my god!" And be like, <laughs> "An Apple at Microsoft." <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of hysterical. That's awesome. Yes, yes, I am. Yeah. See, because for me, like it, it completely like pisses me off when people pronounce my name wrong. Like ah. it, it drives me nuts. What, what's that, Cecil? See, Cecil. You see, you see what I'm talking about? Like he does it on purpose. So Richie funny, does something to irritate you on purpose. Funny thing. So, like one of the worst stories, probably somebody pronounced. Somebody wrote me a card, and they spelt my name S E S A L E. What the hell is that? Um, Sasal? I'm like, who is this for? <laughs> like, why are you giving me this card? That is not how you say or even pronounce my name. Like, I'm I sorry. It was like, Valentine's wow. Day and I was drunk. Okay? <laughs> Thanks, Richie. I can spell better than that drunk. Jeez. <laughs> I was like, wow, this is amazing. Amazing. Uh, actually, you, I didn't. I don't think I gave you the intro and outro with, with they were, the DJ gave you the wrong pronunciation of your voice of your name did you hear that no good because i didn't send it to you <laughs> I, I made him fix it before i said it back we need to talk to him about that music we yes, need to we get do. the music set up and yeah we're trying to get miami music okay and obviously there's a lot of different variations of miami music uncle luke see that's where i go i mean i go hardcore hip-hop booty music and back in the 80s right that's that's miami music to me but that's not to everybody see and to me to me that's that's too aggressive but I'm also I'm also not a Miami guy. I'm you know I'm um, you know I'm, I'm from Antigua. I'm not from the United States. Ricky Rose. In, <laughs> you know I'm more of a you know reggae music, Late you know back. salsa music kind of. Yeah, you know, salsa. Relax, kinda. That's what you should do. Salsa. We're leaning that way. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. Say. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? I I I would have gone Gloria Stefan. Right? <laughs> Rhythm is gonna get. You. <laughs> oh, see? see, that's that's where it goes right there. Exactly. exactly. Miami Sound Machine. That's, see, it's all technically. It, how much more Miami do you get than that? It's actually no, you really, called no, you really, Miami she Sound Machine. Machine yeah. She's amazing. Yep. Yeah. Well, shout out to Gloria. Well, the only way we could get more Miamis if we're wearing all white. That's the only way we could get more Miami. White shoes, white belts. Spanish. White okay. everything. <laughs> I am Hispanic, and I don't even speak that much Spanish. Okay, so that's awesome. You guys are ridiculous. We are funny. Yes. That's how we do. But that's why you're here. Yeah. <laughs> so I know one thing, like you two both are, are really big into community, right? Um, yep. Really? I mean, aren't they? I don't know. Why do we have them here? Well, let's go, man. <laughs> <laughs> they must be here for something. I, uh, the food. No, not really. It's no, pizza. no, not the food. <laughs> After living in New York, I can't eat pizza anywhere else without you know making faces and comments wait not even chicago no that's not pizza <laughs> it is pizza what it's, is that it's, it's tomato it's... pie it's not pizza. <laughs> fair point so we go to we go to orlando code camp we've been going the last couple of years and we yeah. order chicago pizza in orlando in orlando because oh. we can't get it but we can't get oh. it here there's, really? there, there's no sh- chicago style pizza I mean, am i wrong about this i don't know you realize that lou minati's delivers right in in Miami, there's frozen one here. Pizza. Yeah, but I don't, I don't, frozen. I, I don't I want the no, frozen no, no, pizza. No, no, I want no. it out of the oven, 
in front of me. Well, yeah, That's why you heat it up in the oven. And you take it out and put it in front of you. <laughs> Technically, I mean, is right. It's really like... <laughs> yeah. You know, that's, that's how like cooking food works. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, I was just thinking about putting it outside for a few hours, you know, and then bring it back in, yeah, yeah. right? So I mean, it's the same thing. Oven outside Miami, it's about right. Well, oh, I mean, God. okay, so you got me on the radio, and you got two Rachels on the radio. I know. So I hope Rachel you spend this time like yeah, wisely, it. wisely, wisely spend this time. I, you know what? I, I, I appreciate the company of intelligent women. So what can I say? <laughs> no, oh, oh, see. I do, I do, I do. That's I that do, Caribbean smoothness right there. Mm-hmm. Just going right there in go. there. Well, you know, I mean, and, and, and let's talk about that, right? I mean, I don't find like there's a lot of women in general in like, you know, the, the field that we're in. You know, um, like you could look at, you know, the conference we're at right now. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what, what do the percentages look like? You know, um, and why is that the case? You know, um, and I know that's been a big topic last yep. year is, you know, women yep. in those STEM fields. You know, yeah. why can't we get more women in the science and engineering and, and those mathematical types? And co-camp. And, and co-camp. And co-camp. Actually, I said in an Agile, um, one of the Agile sessions earlier, and uh, like a third of it was women. I was like, oh, my God. Right? I'm, just, I'm doing that quiet count. I'm like, <laughs> people are like, why is she looking around like that? Right? I'm like counting. I'm right. like, there's a lot of women in here. So, so that's good. There's, uh, we're getting to see an uptick. Yeah, I've been in the data realm um, the last few years, and there's a lot more I feel there's more women in the data realm than there is in the dev realm. There's a DBA in the room. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm, I'll cover my ears if I need to. I will offend DBAs and devs alike. Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, just from attending this event now for the past, what, six years, you know, you increasingly see more and more women sign up. It's so, you know, obviously, not obviously, but, you know, there are a larger percentage of men who come than women. But that number is slowly starting to trickle up more and more where, like, the two Rachels are not the only ones floating around. You have a, you have a decent group. You have a couple hundred. And I think, that, I think that's showing signs of improvement. I mean, it's certainly not where we'd like it to be, but it's, it's getting there. It's, it's going in the right direction as opposed to the wrong one. Yep, so yep. I think that that's positive. I, I noticed an interesting thing is that uh, the most popular developer name for a guy is Scott. And for Rachel, for a woman, it's Rachel. <laughs> it's like Scotts and Rachels take over development. We got Hanselman and Guthrie and and our own islands. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if I ever have a daughter, my daughter's gonna be. And Rachel. you want and you want her to go into this field? I'd love her to be. Um, you know, technically savvy. I don't. Yeah. I don't. You know, I've got two daughters, and I don't know if I want them to be in this field. I mean, it's a conversation that my wife and I have. It's, do I want them? to be in the technical am I, and at this point I'm like only if they really want to be in it I'm not going to push them to go one way or the other um, I'm going to teach them how to program I'm going to teach them how to code it's going to be part of their curriculum uh, but I don't I don't know I've seen too many things that shouldn't have shouldn't have been happening in the business world um, and it's kind of jaded me a little bit so yeah I think unfortunately though um, if they pick there's several other industries you could throw a dart at and pick that yeah. would the same thing would happen. Yeah, yeah. The I problem. Agree. Unless it's say nursing, but then the doctors I hear are yeah. So it's almost like there's nowhere you could go. It's kind of and there's a lot of fields where uh, there's not a lot of women. You know. Yeah. Right. Yep. That's right. So so what's um like what drives you or like what's what's one of the reasons why you grew up I guessing loving technology and you know getting involved in the field and why why are you still in it today? Yeah. So. You know, my father actually taught welding. We learned how to weld. 
That's good. Yeah, that's kind of weird. That's yeah. like weird fact about Rachel. Yeah, okay. I can get that. That tig Rachel trivia one on one. settling cut her out there. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but being a teacher at a vocational technical high school, he they would always give at least every classroom outside of the what they called it data processing at the time. Outside uh. of that, yeah. And I actually went to that school for data processing. But before that, they they would give, and this was in the days of. The TI-99, the TRS-80, and the Apple IIe, that kind of stuff. So they would get all the other teachers, like, at least one machine for their classroom. So auto body got it, uh, marketing got it, uh, horticulture got one. Uh, So welding got one, too. Not horticulture. I know. What are they going to do with the computer? what is going on? Yeah. Um, So welding got one. And my dad didn't, there was not, it's not like there was any welding software, right? (laughs) Like, so, you know, they're like, oh, you take it home over the summer. So he brings it home and everybody else is like, oh, what is that ugly paperweight doing over there? Right. right?" And I'm like, oh my God, look at this. I can, (laughs) I'm in the programming. And I actually, one of the first things that I learned was the 20 questions game. So there was a 20 questions game and the code that came with it. And I ran it, and I could actually see, like, well, I'm a kid, so I'm seeing this as, like, an AI experience. I'm like, oh, my God, the machine is learning. I'm telling it, like, what you're looking for is a fox. Then later it can guess that. And it it was just a real simple algorithm and stuff. But that fascinated me so much that a machine could do that, and you could control the machine, make it do what you want, and you can create and be creative. Um, And you just got your – I just had my own little world, and I could do anything there. Right. Right? Uh, Which – Back then, I mean, how much was anything on that kind of camera? But for me, being like a kid, I'm like, oh, there's like a little party. Amazing text-based and, adventures. And really, everybody else in the family like was like this ugly paperweight in the corner. Right. Just playing with it like all day. What's wrong with this kid? Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's really what it was. Now we know what's wrong with this kid. It's the future, <laughs> it's mom. The future. And then so... So I would do that, you know, as he'd bring home machines, I would be the one playing with them. I'd take it up to my room and hoard it for myself, and you know, nobody else wanted it anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then later on, um, when I got to high school, in that school that my dad taught at, they had data processing, and I said, I want to go do that, right? And I really hated school. I not have Other than that, tech school, I didn't have the best school experience. So when I went there, I was like, I get to focus on something that I liked, and I excelled there. And that school... Being that it was a technical school, it would actually process the payroll for all the other teachers in all the other schools oh. and the report cards and everything because it had a mainframe. They had an AS400. First, they had an AS36. Mm-hmm. Then they upgraded to an AS400 while I was there. And so we actually learned COBOL <laughs> and RPG on an S36 uh, is what I learned in school. And I was the top student and... Um, I would go into school early with my father in the morning for the morning sessions. And uh, when I would go in there, they would still be doing backups. And they had those 16-millimeter reels, oh, like the actual yeah. like old movie reels. Oh, yeah. And they needed help but never had it. So my teacher set it up so I could help them with backups and I could do like certain things with the office admins and stuff. So I actually used to get in the back in the office and help them out um, and you know stuff like that. So it was like really cool. Um, until I would sometimes I would do things like uh, hack and send little nasty notes across the network, being a, you know being a kid and all. And then I'd find myself in the principal's office, and they'd be going, "If I didn't know your father, <laughs> just go go back to the classroom, talk to your father later." Right? Do not be sending that note to the secretary. Stop that. <laughs> and then the funny thing was, they didn't actually know how to properly secure it, and I beat them to it. 
Oh. And so I kind of locked some of the admins out of stuff, and I sent little nasty <laughs> notes anyway because I'm, you know, that's, I'm like that. I'm a little prankster, that's right? Amazing. And then I was, I would, I got called like four or five times in the office, and they were finally like, "If you don't undo that, <laughs> we're not going to actually let you in that room anymore." I was like, "Okay." That's, so you didn't give any that, teachers bonuses or something like that? No, but oh, actually, yeah, yeah, would have been awesome. so what I did do. <laughs> Has the statute so, of limitations run out uh, of this? Actually, well, yeah, it has. It wasn't technically illegal, but... So, you know, you're talking age of green bar paper and all that yep. good stuff. Yep. Well, all the report cards were on, um, not green bar, but it was like blue bar at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were all pre-printed forms, and they would just run it through the computer and print out the grades on them. Well, I wrote a program just to print out the grades exactly in the same spots of where they were, and I would print out... I stole some report card blanks. I would uh, stole enough of them and hid them. Borrowed, uh, borrowed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah borrowed, borrowed. borrowed. And uh, I would actually print them out and sell them. And if you get them in the first, if you get them in that first semester, they have to come back, or else that report card's going to reflect. Yeah. Right. So you got a customer for life. <laughs> I had a little business going, and that funded all of my partying and stuff like that. For that's so incredible. But that—that's what I did. And they, they never caught me. They didn't catch me, catch me until an, like after I graduated. Somebody else tried to do it in my same program, oh. and they got caught. That's when they found out, way after I left. And then they were like, she was doing that the whole time she was here. So, yeah, a little stinker. It's amazing. That's, Racket. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's, 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 you know, you're pranking, really, that, that really got you into to the Right, of, but yeah, but that just made doing. me want to go program more. And then sure. actually, in my, partway through my junior year, and all of my senior year almost, they were so glad to get me out of there <laughs> by this time. They're just pranking everybody, right? Um, they actually would have these, uh, they called them co-op programs, like an internship. So uh, there was a small media company that would actually do those uh, films that you see in school and stuff like that. And they managed those for schools. And they were looking for kids to Blood do stuff. Blood on the highway. <laughs> yeah, that stuff. The body so, odor and you. That, that one, I remember that one. Yeah, that was actually one of the films that they had. <laughs> Right, and stuff like that, you know. Uh, yeah. It's a great film, Seth. You, you mean you? I've never seen it. I need to go look. Actually, yeah, I, so. I hear there was some of that, not me, but in the back of my room during the one talk. But this morning, but, you know, oh, what are you gonna? There do? were a few. That's. There were also like eighty people in there. There were seventy-one. I did the count. Like I did. I and held that, my breath as I walked in, and then walked. <laughs> out. That was, oh, that was stuffy that in there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I actually took an intern, paid internship, like. In high school, and I actually worked on an S thirty six there, mm-hmm. and it was when the first novel was coming out, so it was like novel two, and uh, we had no idea it was flying by the seat of our pants because there was no books, no yep. docs, and we're putting the network together. We did the wiring, did everything for that. So Scott and Hanselman then, didn't have a blog post on that. He, well, there wasn't even a Scott Hanselman back there. <laughs> He's younger than me, I think, too. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so I did, and then I just kept going with that, and I got to the point to where I started going to school, uh, college for comp sci, but. Um, getting jobs in the field, I was excelling past the people in college, like pay-wise, and it also, you know, I didn't really get any grants or scholarships or any money, so to go to school, so I kind of ran out of money fast. Actually, I did get some grants, just that the money ran out first, and then um, I, I was just like, oh, screw that, I'm making enough money, and I can find programming jobs, you know, yep. keep, of course, trying to learn, but, um, you know, like, why pay for school? Sure. You know, and so... I would have liked to finish, but not when you're strapped for cash, being a young person and all that. So Right. When you can go out there and be making money. Right. That yeah. was the thing. I was like, I'd rather be making money and programming. Now. Plus, 
you know, actually having already programmed and being a cocky young prankster, you know, so the professor would be like, blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, no, that's not what we did work today. And he's like, why are you even working on this? How are you? How are you what? Why and I'm like, look, at, here's the program from work. And we do it this way. I'm bringing in green bar paper, pointing out stuff. Right? And this guy's like, go home, nerd. Right? Like, my professor's like, go yeah. home, nerd. Yeah. The day you realize you're smarter than your teachers. <laughs> So what about you, Rachel? I know your family is, has kind of helped you along the way, right? Or kind of encouraged you along the way in technology a little bit? Yeah, I well, I mean, it was definitely my old job at Bayview that got me into that because sort of accidentally fell into a business analyst role where I was working with the different departments and then working with the developers to transfer the needs because we were building a custom system for a commercial lender. So um, that was in 2008 company, the division I was with shut down because we weren't originating any more loans. So at that point, it was a matter of do I find something or do I start working in the technology field with my dad? And I started working with my dad. So when I came on board, I had that BA skill set and the business skill set. So the first year, I just learned how to code. That was all I did was, you know, learn the Ross Terman style, take online courses, pick people's brains, get involved in things and uh, sort of took off from there. What, uh, what did you start programming in first? What did you start programming in? Uh, HTML, JavaScript. Yeah, HTML, CSS, JavaScript, C Sharp, .NET languages. And so, and so you've been in. Uh, you've been doing this for how many years now? Well, right now I'm running operations, but for six years I was doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And so, what what exactly keeps you in this space, right? Like, what keeps you in the technical space, working with developers? You know, staying in the community. You know, um, like, think, has there any been any 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 negative sides of that? No, for you? I feel like. I feel like there's a very direct correlation between operations and technology, and I think that in order to manage any business successful, you have to have the right technology platform, especially sure. in 2015 or 2014 or really any other year. I mean, to to do things the right way and you know have checks and balances in your business, you have to have the correct technology. So, you know, I'm able to work with my developers and build systems for businesses, you know, and build platforms for businesses. So I get the technology part of it and I get the business part of it and I try to marry those together nicely because I don't think in the case with the four of us because we think outside the box a little bit, but I think that just hardcore computer science people don't understand the business side yeah. of things. So it's hard for them to translate that and I think that there's a big gap between programming and understanding what you're programming for Yep. And I sort of try to fill that gap. Yeah. So and and it's it's a little bit of a niche because you know I don't think that there are a lot of people who necessarily like fully grasp business concepts and understand the moving pieces involved, and then can de like design the system around those pieces and be able to translate that back and forth to everybody, right, you know, right. and and make something work to to get your business running the right way. Right. Yeah. So, and in fact, yeah. I, I actually mentioned that in my presentation. It's like, look, we don't write software for computers. We write software for people. Well, and that's something that a lot of people forget. I mean, it's one thing to, you know, design games. I, I get that things that, you know, you're doing for yourself, you know, hacking everything. But if you're designing something for a business, you have to understand the business. You have to be able to talk to the owner of that business or the people who are in the different departments and, you know, sit down and not necessarily say, you know, okay, well, this was written in this language and here's what you're going to have to do. You have to have a finished product and understand, you know, the moving pieces to create something final for them and understand the data structure behind it because everything's data-based and that's, you know, 
That's what I really have to yeah. get. It's all it's all a matter. It's still zeros and ones, whichever way you flip it down. You know, so it's just a matter of making those kind of fit nicely together. Oh, I see. The takeaway here is that you need a Rachel on every team. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> Rachel's everywhere, man. I'm all for it. Yeah, I'm all for it. You and I are the best combo ever. I know. <laughs> so Rachel, Rachel A. I'm gonna I'm gonna start with version you guys. There's Rachel A and there's a Rachel T. So so Rachel A, so you're a consultant right now currently. So again, on the on the business side, like, you know, as being a woman in, in technology and being a woman in business, you know, because um, um, I'll even go even further back. Like, you know, I've been seeing a lot of things in, in the community about you know, women not being treated um, in the best way at conferences, you know, for instance, technology conferences specifically. You know, I mean, do you see any of that or do you, you know, do you, like, if you've experienced any of that, like, how do you deal with that type of thing? Well, I have. I'll tell you a story. Nothing horrible. I mean, I've heard some horrible things, right? Um, Mostly what happens is the people don't realize what they're doing, and it's not a horrible wrong or anything, but, you know, I'll be up at the podium prepping, even maybe have the speaker shirt on or uh, usually I'll try to take off my badge so it's not clicking around the microphone but uh, usually then I still have it on and I'll have my powerpoints up which usually have my name um, possibly even a picture you know plus you have the schedule with the name of the session and who's giving it and they'll come up and they'll go are you the speaker (laughs) and I'm like why do you think I'm not the speaker I'm here at the podium getting ready to give a presentation that has you know, information about me on it, you know? Uh, So, you know, mostly I'll just go, I'm not, but I did stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night. (laughs) So I'll do that. Uh, Or sometimes if I'm just in a little bit more snarky mood than I normally am, I'll just be, I'll kind of dig and kind of be like, well, why? Why did, force them to, oh, I didn't realize that's why I was asking that question, right? Because they don't, nobody means anything. They just don't uh, realize, you know, like, are you the speaker? Well, Captain Obvious, no. <laughs> you know, um, there was one instance, though, I was at a conference. There was me. Um, there was a black female coder, uh, three white dudes. And we're standing and having a nice, lovely conversation. Everybody knew I was the speaker uh, in this circle. Uh, another white gentleman walked into our circle and started talking about 30 seconds in, not even. He gets right in the black girl's face and goes, you don't look like a developer. Why are you here? And I was like, well, let me say the Rachel rage came out. And I I just grabbed her and I said, you know, I'm the speaker. She looks more like me than she does you. (laughs) I said, who the are you? Sorry for the cursing. We can edit Uh, it out. That's fine. But I said, you don't have to. (laughs) Um, That's true. But I was, and then I just started yelling at him, and I'm like, you know, why do you say that? You know, what do you, what do you think is here? You know, and I said, that's why women aren't here, because of you. And I, I started yelling at the guy and stuff. And then the, and the minute he said that, the other people in the group, like, stepped back with a little, yep. you know, like, because they knew what he said, yep. right? And then, like, I just ripped into this guy, and then they were like, oh, get him, get him. <laughs> they were looking, but I, and I was like, I said, that's rude and ignorant. And I said, if I see you doing it again, I'll punch you in your face. Just you know, I was just so mad when he said that. I said that's so inappropriate. Well, it's offensive. Uh, It's offensive. It's ridiculous. I I said I don't think you look like a developer. You know, I said you don't even look like a nice person. Get out of here. I I was on GitHub. I saw your code. Right. Awful. I was like that was just that was just raw. And I said, God, you know, I, you know, I feel terrible that she had the and she had that look on her face like not again. You know, my mind is like 
you're behind a computer. What does a developer look like? You're literally behind a computer. You're behind a screen. You could be black, white, green, a woman and not a woman. It's like, right. you know. Yeah, what does something look like? Yeah, yeah what does a developer, just, yeah. please, like, explain. Like, right. I would have looked at him and said, you know, well, what does a developer look like? What does a developer look like? like? Doesn't look like you. How's that? You guys <laughs> like, don't look like developers. Like, what the hell? Oh, I, that's just oh that's, I'm out of here, Dan. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> what am I doing developer no, that's, But that's in people are ridiculous. And you know what's funny? I mean, and and a story for me, at least not a not an offensive story or anything, but in college, everybody thought that I was a sales major. Mm-hmm. So you know, because uh, you know, I used to I used to be a part of like a lot of different groups and whatnot in school. You know, I you know, talent show committee, homecoming, yada yada yada. Um, and so people would see me around. I'll be handing out flyers and I'll be doing these different things. And he's like, "Yo, you're such a great businessman. Like, when are you when are you finishing your business degree?" And I'm like, "What makes you think that I'm getting a business degree?" Right. Nothing wrong with anybody that's getting a business degree, but right. no offense taken. Um, but why did you assume? You know, why are you right. assuming that I'm getting a business degree? I'm in the College of Engineering, and I'm getting a you know I'm getting a science degree. Yeah. Um, but it's just weird how people just make those assumptions based on yeah. really based on nothing, like based on the perception <laughs> of like you look a certain right. way, you dress a certain way. It, it's a, you wear glasses, you know, whatever. It's like an cases. unconscious bias. Right. Um, there's like actually a lot of research on the the bias and stuff, and like a lot of the time they don't realize they're doing it, right? right? Uh, and it's just that stereotype that they have of people in their head, and they never really thought about it before. They've never, nobody's ever brought it to their attention. Right. So when that person said that, I brought it to his attention. <laughs> I made sure, like, I will guarantee he will not ever say that again to somebody. Yeah, that's pretty fair, right? Um, he's probably actually going to be scared to speak to a lot of people. At a conference Listen, after that. He should be. But, you yeah, know, you make be. an ignorant comment, you should that, get called that out for it. That was really ignorant. Yeah, it was, that was just awful. And I was like, you know, I wasn't going to let that I wasn't go. standing next to you. Could you imagine? Can you imagine all oh, the going off on him? Right. Like, that would, I would, I would, good thing there was feel, no other No, Rachel I would, I would have felt bad for him if yeah. that was the case because, I mean, the poor guy. Man. You would not have felt bad for him. No, I wouldn't have. <laughs> no, <laughs> that really. would be wrong. <laughs> you know, I almost wish I was there. I know for me, like, I'm very much on the stance that, you know, in in 2015, right? Like, let's let's get beyond a lot of these these stereotypes and these labels we put on people, and let's just be people, right? Like, yeah. You know, let's not have um, you know conferences for certain types of people. Right. You know what I mean? Let's not you know have sessions or classes for certain types of people. Like, for me, I mean, knowledge is universal. I think you know anybody can do anything, and I mean, we should all encourage and and um, really want everybody to just get together and and be learn together be productive together and just move forward but i guess it's just it's just a lingering thing in our society that we just need to work through and i think the more people that think that way the more people that talk about it the more people that that bring it to the attention of of the general public like because i think a lot of people don't realize it still happens yeah right until it happens to them actually that's true a lot of people don't think that these things happen at all right um so you know i tell people about it i was facebooking or blogging about it you know doing yeah. shows like this they don't they're not aware they're also not aware if it's a subconscious bias the whole point is that you don't really know that you have that bias someone needs to point it out uh, now, if you do it, if your bias shows in that totally ignorant way of that guy, boy, am I going to let you know it. Uh, but if it's something, you know, like somebody coming up to the podium, like, well, I stayed at a Holiday Inn Express. That's kind of funny. And I like that joke anytime well, I could use it. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> just, it's just one of these things where, you know, this, uh, a certain individual would grow up in a certain culture, never really move out of it. Right. They'll really have friends outside of that. It never yeah. in, in, in mixed with other cultures or had any interactions whatsoever. Oh, yeah. And those bias are just built in. Right. Absolutely. I don't think it's just with our industry, though, if you want to know the truth. I mean, right. I think it's, right. it's it's universal and it applies to 
pretty much any industry in its own way, you know. Right. Uh, but we work in our industry, so we yeah. have to be concerned here. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it's it's one of those. No, things, I agree. Yeah. yeah, it's one of those things where I really love living in Miami because we have almost a built-in diversity here yeah. because of where we are in geographically. You know, we we pull, we pull people from the Caribbean, from South America, from. Uh, Africa, Europe, and all over the place, we've got this like built-in diversity, which I seek. And when I'm speaking at other conferences, it's really weird for me to do that, right? Even even here, and we we, we discussed this you know, last night. You know, we're not as diverse as we should be from a speaker perspective here at, at this conference. You know, we really should be doing better uh, than, than that. Now, right? But well, I would it say is it's what it is. Not but, exclusive to here. Uh, pretty much uh, okay. every conference Agreed. is like that. And, and that, but then, what are your suggestions for doing better? Because this is an open call for speakers. This yep. isn't somebody, you know, getting speakers and then cherry picking who they're gonna use. This is, you know, everybody is able to sign up for it. So it's like, what's what's a suggestion for a solution to overcome that? Then, right? I, I, it doesn't start at the conference level right it doesn't start at the code camp level it starts lower than that it starts at the community level it starts at the user group level like when i met when i first met cecil i mean it was it was at a code camp it was at this code camp cecil. as long as you spell it right we'll be okay <laughs> so we, we we had contacted each other over twitter and sure enough we met at the end of the conference and we started just just chatting we closed the place out and i said dude i want you speaking down in miami Right, so I, I want to hear what you have to say. I didn't, I didn't care that he was black, Caribbean, whatever. I mean, come on out, and I, and you know that type of encouragement. Right, you know, actively going out and to community members and say, "Hey, I want to hear you speak. I want to hear you speak. Come on!" And that's the, building. That's the actually speakers. one of the best ways to do it. Um, one of the JS comps said, "How do we get fifty percent women?" Well, that's what we did. We did an open call, mm-hmm. but we started purposefully just saying, "Hey." keep asking everybody uh email women's lists like there's a dev chicks list it's the largest women's women only list of women developers in the world so if you send an email or you get like me like Mm. guys can't send emails there haha um (laughs) (laughs) like send an email to me or the one of the other rachels and um i know me and rachel reese are on the list at least Um, we could send it in and you'll get some at least a few people there uh, another thing too i know code camps can't really do this but if you're an actual conference conference that charges yeah. um you know it's hard enough for any speaker to get out sometimes without travel compensation right um, but women it's even harder with child care and blah 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 and all that other stuff so um if you can compensate you know i know code camps and community is can't, you can't always do that but right. uh, but reaching out is kind of important uh, to reach out to the diverse uh, set of people and going out on Twitter and just kind of making a little campaign of, hey, everybody ask as many women devs as you know, yeah. let them know, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, uh, we actively had this conversation mm-hmm. um, with uh, our Donna Miami user group. Well, how do we get more women involved? And, and, you know, it's something that we're actively seeking, you know, to get more women involved because we haven't had many women speakers, period. And um, we would like more. Uh, another thing I would say is, and this is... Well, I like speaking and helping and imparting knowledge in, on people and stuff like that and teaching. But um, knowing that I'm a female that's standing in the front of the room, other women see that and they feel more comfortable to do it. Right, um, right. It's, uh, that's another subconscious uh, thing that happens. If you don't see anyone like you, you're more reluctant to go into that space. Yeah. So I make sure that I'm out there and I'm loud and clear about being out in the public and being a speaker and all that stuff 
um, and that I'm approachable and that women can come and get help. And if they want to speak, then you come to me. I'll help you, you know, You're get yourself right. in at what you in do. a code camp. Yeah. So, yeah, well, I like doing it. So, right. um, but it's actually important for us to be out there. So where I might, where I would might not have traveled the extra couple weeks or something like that, I'll do that anyway so that I can be one more female being seen out there. Right. So. Right. And I think that's important, you know, and I also like to, you know, I like to also highlight some of like the, um, the other people that are out there, like for instance, um, girl develop it. I don't know if you ever heard mm-hmm. about that, but, um, um Sarah I, chips, my friend started that oh, really? in wow. New York city. So another wildly diverse and wonderful place. Yeah. New York city. So fantastic. Yeah. Uh, people everywhere there, literally every block you can hear people speaking a different language. It's so cool. Um, so, That's but, awesome. but yeah, girl develop it. Yeah. Uh, Sarah chips, New York city, uh, great program. Yeah. Uh, there's also Black Girls Code, yep. um, yeah, I've heard Code about that with one. Girls, and like Hour of Code is another good re- outreach to kids. Hour of Code Hour seems of Code. pretty pretty awesome. Yeah. Like I've seen the you know obviously like the emails and yeah. you know the videos and stuff that they're doing, and you know I, I really like the work that they're they're yeah. doing in the community. Yeah, I did that with my daughter. We oh, sat down and we did the Hour of Code and. And she loved it, I, really. I think they reached, the last I heard was like 3.8 million kids, probably more, probably yeah. like five, seven mm-hmm. now, you know? I mean, like millions of kids. Fantastic, because they don't have these computer programs in school, you know? Right. And like I said, like that vocational technical school that I went to, the only reason they even had a data processing. <laughs> that's so funny. It's when That's when departments were called MIS departments. I am like totally aging oh, myself yeah. here, right? <laughs> that's how you I know? got started, so, the MIS department. MIS department, right? <laughs> oh dear, get off my lawn. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Um, so, so what are some, um, maybe some words of advice or some points that you, that both of you might want to give women that um, want to get into the field, mm-hmm. you know, how to keep motivated and, you know, stay mm-hmm. focused and, you know, not let the, the assholes of the community, right, like right. really get them down. <laughs> I, that's a good point because, you know what, I do know women who have just totally said, I quit, that's it. I just can't take it. Yeah. And it's not one thing. It'll be the death by a thousand cuts, you know? Like, how many times can somebody come up and say, you don't look like a developer, where you finally go, you know what, I'm not. Just stop it, I'm not. Um, I'm sure if he said that, he'd probably said that before somebody totally waylaid him for saying it, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, So, you know, that's one thing is for people to stop doing that. (laughs) Another one would be, like, uh, if you want to get involved, go find other women, right? Yeah. Um, and actually, I would say even for younger men to find women mentors. They always say, like, young girls should find mentors. Well, I think young men should find female mentors. And then maybe they can understand some of the problems from a mature female, uh, what's happened. But, yeah, go find other women. Um, that will help. Uh, there's a lot of, like, um, girl geek dinners, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, of course, Witty. like, school programs yeah, and things like that. Yeah. yeah, find the programs. Find the other women. Uh, and, you know... Let them help get you involved and start meeting more people till you feel more comfortable uh, to be, you know, like kind of holding your own as a developer or starting to apply for jobs or whatever like that. Yeah, and that's how I got started. I had three internships in college, and each one of those was working for a woman. And so when I actually got my first real job, I'm like, what, where's... I don't understand this. There's yeah, right. So, like, so many guys. Where'd they all go? <laughs> I know. What happened? Actually, there was more women when I started. That's Yeah. yeah. So... A lot more. Um, my teacher in the data processing class was female. Yeah, you know? that's awesome. So, 
And she was, she like, there was, to her, there was no, like, it didn't matter who you were. Not only you can do it, but you will do it. Yeah. <laughs> and that was her, and she was friends with my dad, right, being another teacher. So, of course, you know, um, even though my shenanigans, you know, uh, constant stream back to dad about what's going on. <laughs> do you know what Rachel did in class today? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> so, awesome. so what about you? you have any uh, advice, Rachel? I mean, I'm sorry. I've been up since 4 o'clock in the morning. So I'm, I'm exhausted. It's anyway. hard work. Yeah, it's hard work. It's hard work to put wait, together. Wait, wait, that's ass o'clock. <laughs> ridiculous. Um, my, my advice is, you know, a little bit of thick skin doesn't hurt anybody. Um, if you if you hear something that's not necessarily like what you want to hear, you know, speak up about it, advocate. I totally agree with Rachel to get involved with the women's group because there's nothing like having support, you know, and having having a built-in support system, people that you can vent to and speak to about things like. I almost, as far as this industry, like when I started, I considered it a personal challenge. You know, I didn't, I wasn't intimidated by the fact that there were a lot more men than women. To me, I took it as a challenge to make sure that I did really well and that, you know, I got super involved and, you know, understandably so, maybe it was because I'm a woman and because I wanted to make sure that I had an impact. But at the end of the day, you know, I have one and, and I worked over years to, you know, really get involved in the community and make that happen. And, you know, um, I'd be the same as Rachel. If somebody ever looked at me and said, you know, you don't look like a developer, like I might have a knee for a certain area <laughs> the day. But, right. you know, I, I agree, you know, have, have thick skin, have the right support system around you, and um, don't let anybody discourage you. Because, yeah. you know, a lot of people uh, – really don't believe that women can do things and that's just you know a shame for them and um when i write a system that you can't even you know fathom then you know have fun trying to figure that one out what what can i tell you sure that's not a wonderful answer like my other rachel but again i've been up since 4 a.m my brain is like running real slow so listen not everyone can put together a code camp with over 1100 people to show show up right i mean that's that's hard work that's dedication you know thank you well, I mean, definitely thank you guys both. I mean, I think this has been definitely a really good show and a really good conversation. All right. Any two cents you want to add to this, Richard? I, I, you know what? We want Rachel to come speak at .NET Mind. Yes. We do want Rachel yes, to come back to come speak. Yes, Absolutely. We, will, we will move whatever we need to move to make sure that you can come. You just let us know what third Thursday this year you're available. Okay. And we will... Uh, we'll, we'll make sure we have a good intro speaker, too. No, we'll give you the whole two hours if you want it. <laughs> oh, see, there you go. We'll have another Rachel day. I do have one more thing, dude. Let's oh. oh, that's it. No, no, that's no, it. No, no, that's no. it. This the Rachel intro. Should. So, so what we do at Don in Miami is that we have two presentations. One's How do you an intro. Sucker me into this. I know ass. it's awesome. Uh, it's a twenty-minute to thirty-minute presentation. It could be about any technical subject. I don't care what it is. But essentially, it's designed for first timers. It's okay. an intro on something. It's okay. something you're passionate about. Um, we out of three years we've only missed I think two, so we've we've done pretty well of getting okay. new folks in there, and then we have the hour long main presentation. I think you'd be a bang up presentation. It'd be, It'd be awesome. Rachel Knight. Oh, 
Oh, I can see the marketing right now. I, I can't she would have saw you... this coming if oh she wasn't. God, if she I... had gotten oh. sleep. Right? Oh my god! But she didn't. Now we got her. How I did I get this. myself? This is great. First, first, I tell them there's no way I'm doing the podcast. I'm sitting here doing the podcast, okay? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not doing any presentations. And somehow you guys think think you're suckering me into doing a presentation. Like just just the marketing alone, Rachel and Rachel. I, I all of the Rachel. It's no, but, going to be amazing. But you know, but this is it, Richie. Think about all of the girls that will look up to you mm. for you being able to, both of you guys being able to stand together and show like how powerful women can be in technology. I think that's that, that's an awesome message that you, we you want to send I, out. Um, oh. Rachel, Rachel Reese and I actually have a talk that's, um, since she, she does F sharp and I do C sharp in JavaScript. So we have anything C sharp can do, F sharp can do better. That's awesome. <laughs> and that's, that's a, a talk. talk. Is oh. that is that available anywhere? Is that on YouTube or uh, no, Vimeo or anything? No, we just uh, we don't. Oh, I don't even know where the slides are for it. No, one of these days, no. you know, we'll have to uh, schedules, right? Schedule crossing sure. and all that stuff. That's the only reason we're not. Really I'd love to see a recording it. of that. Oh that yeah, that'd be, that'd be cool. Yeah, I'd love that's to see cool. that. The uh, the last thing that I've got is that your voice sounds amazing. I was just thinking it's that. Got radio. That are you voice. are you no, looking you, me in the that, eyes and telling me my voice sounds amazing, dude? It is. I am just. It is a smooth. No, it's like super smooth. Oh my gosh! Should we give you guys a privacy curtain or something? That's that's not creepy at all. I'm I'm, I'm totally fine. We were taking the dot net mining picture outside, and it was like just a bunch of guys. And I'm like, y'all need to squeeze together like you like each other, so we can all fit in this picture. And Cecil goes, you know, it's a bunch of dudes, right? I'm like, I don't care. (laughs) Each other, let's squeeze. Um, well, well, thank you. I, oh, <laughs> it, I mean, sure. it is like butter, man. It sure, is just like, sure. No, he's kind of right. All right, now you're getting really... <laughs> <laughs> so back to the two ladies we have. <laughs> it's not about me at all. <laughs> <laughs> you know, now he's going to be conscious of his voice at the time. And he's going to be driving home, and he's going to be saying... He's Damn. also not going to whisper around you anymore. Yeah, that's right. no. These people driving home makes me like, he's right. My voice is sexy. You know? <laughs> he's going to listen to it on the car ride home. That's right. No, I'm, not, I'm never going to want to listen to this recording ever again. <laughs> I'll read the comments on the, on the post whenever it goes up. Oh, but I'm like, you may, you may be the one cutting this in. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, again, thank you guys for coming on. Uh, we definitely appreciate it. Um, Thanks for having us. Sure. And Instead then, uh, of between two, we'll work on between two Rachels. Oh, oh we one. have yeah. our title. No, See, there you one. go. Oh, look at that. There you go. Done deal. Yep. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, he dropped the mic. He's doing that to make fun of me for the podcast I was on with Dave, which I did not drop the mic, by the way. I, I didn't do that, but okay, if you want to make it all about Rachel, then go ahead. Sure. Wait, what? It's not all about the Rachel? <laughs> of course it, it is. is. He just doesn't know. <laughs> He's not paying attention. <laughs> all right, and there we have it, folks. Uh, we would like to thank both Rachel Appel and Rachel Tarvin for coming on our show today. Um, definitely appreciate the great conversations we had with you guys. If you, our listeners, do enjoy this episode, please make sure to visit us at awayfromthekeyboard.com or you can follow us on Twitter at AFTK Podcast. We'd really love to hear from you guys. Definitely like to know what you think about the show. You know, if you have any questions or comments, you know, feel free to reach out to us at any time. Yeah, absolutely. We we, we want this show to be really an interaction with you guys, uh, our listeners. If you've got anything you want to hit back to us, maybe you've got a, a speaker you'd like to hear us interview, please go ahead and uh, hit us up. And next week on Away From The Keyboard, we're going to have John Sanmez. We're going to talk to him about his new book, Soft Skills, 
We're also going to talk about how he stays fit and healthy and how he finds balance with all the stuff that he does. So you want to join us back next week. Take it out. to thank you for listening to Away From The Keyboard. As a reminder, we will have new episodes each and every week. You can interact with us on Twitter at AFTK Podcast or at awayfromthekeyboard.com. Hasta luego!